0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The gospel which we hear this morning is from the gospel of Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Whenever we discuss the fourth commandment in confirmation class, I always point out to the kids that one of the greatest blessings that they've received from their parents is discipline, learning right from wrong. And I encourage the kids to go home and maybe even tell their parents, thanks for disciplining me. One of the boys in confirmation class this year came back and told me that his mother's response was, what are you talking about? It's not surprising that she was a little confused maybe even thought that the boy was possibly being sarcastic because its discipline is not something that we usually think of as a good thing, to be thankful for. He usually doesn't make our list of things to thank God for on Thanksgiving Day. The gifts uh, which we ought to be most thankful for, from God and even from our parents, are often things that we don't think of, or maybe even think of as bad things. Remember the prophet Job who said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He was just as thankful for what the Lord had taken away as he was for what the Lord had given. And so in our text this morning as well, we often miss one of the greatest gifts that God gives to the lepers and also to us. Despite the fact that what we've gone through in the past few years really ought to make us more aware of the gift that God gives to them. Not just the healing of the leprosy, but the restoration to the fellowship of their people. These men, these ten men are living cut off From their friends and their family and from the temple and from God. And Jesus restores them to that fellowship. They can return to the nation of Israel as the people of God. What a blessing that is. That that fellowship, that community that God gives us in Christ Jesus. This This is what Jesus came to do, isn't it? Jesus came in order to restore broken relationships. The fact that we, through our sin, are cut off from God, and because we are cut off from God, our relationships with one another are broken and do not work. God came to restore that fellowship. God in Christ brings us together once again so that we're no longer outcasts like these ten lepers. That we can draw near to Christ. Notice how when the ten lepers first approach Jesus, they stand afar off. And they cry to him with a loud voice. But then, when the one sees that he's healed, he draws near to Christ and bows down before him. Ephesians two twelve to 13 You were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you, who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. One of the things that really should make near, if not the top of our list of things to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, is that being brought together, that fellowship that we have in Christ, with Him and with one another. This is what Jesus came to do. Jesus does not heal leprosy. Never once in all the Gospels does Jesus heal leprosy. He cleanses it. The Gospels, the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke make a distinction between the healing of other diseases and the healing of leprosy which is always cleansing. When Jesus, is telling the, the, when Jesus is sending the apostles out and telling them to go and ministry in their ministry, in Matthew 10, verse 8, he says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. There's a distinction there, isn't there? Leprosy is not just a, another, another disease that needs to be healed, there's something more going on. We find this even in the Old Testament. You go back to the story of Naaman. Naaman, when he was sick with leprosy, and that little girl says to him, there's a, a prophet in, in Israel who can heal you. And Naaman talks about being healed of his leprosy. And the king of Syria talks about being healed of his leprosy. He sends a letter to the king of Israel, heal Naaman from his leprosy. But when Naaman goes to Elisha, Elisha says, go and bathe in seven times in the Jordan, and you will be clean. And the Bible narrative as well. When he had bathed, he was clean. The Bible makes that distinction. Jesus makes that distinction that leprosy is something more. And in the, Old, in the Bible, in Old and New Testament, leprosy was, by God's design, this vivid picture of man's sinfulness and the fact that we are cut off from God because of our sin. In Leviticus chapter 14, when God gave the laws of leprosy, he ends at chapter verse 57. In order to teach what is unclean and what is clean, this is the law of leprosy. God used leprosy in order to try to teach them and to teach us that most important truth, that because of our sin we are cut off from God, we are strangers and foreigners. But when Jesus comes, he reverses that, he heals that, he restores these ten lepers to the fellowship of God's people and to himself. They are able to go, just think about that. They are able to go back to the temple, but they are able to go back to their families. They are able to go back to celebrate the Passover with their friends and their loved ones. Imagine if you were unable to celebrate Thanksgiving this year with your friends and family because of a disease. Some of us don't have to imagine it. Some of us, it happened to in the years past with COVID and with other things as well. Now that that fellowship restored, and this is what Jesus does he restores broken relationships. He gathers us together to God and to one another. You go back all the way back to Genesis chapter 2, God recognized right away after the creation, God recognized what an important problem this was. How important that fellowship, that community is. He says, it is not good that man should be alone. And he recognizes it as such... An important aspect of man's life and existence that all of Genesis chapter 2, the whole chapter, is all about this. It's about God giving man fellowship. He creates Eve for Adam and gives Adam a family and fellowship that way too. But he also blesses and sanctifies the Sabbath, the seventh day. And, and by doing so, he himself sets aside that day as a day to spend with Adam and Eve, as a day of fellowship with God. He gives to Adam not only the fellowship of one another, but the fellowship with God himself. He gives us community and fellowship. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give us community. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't bring us together, right? As much as he might claim to. God brings us together in Christ Jesus. John, 1 John 1, 3 that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. This community, this fellowship, this belonging, this being together is so important. In the Bible, and and we know how important it is. We see how uh, teenagers are very often tempted to do things they know they shouldn't do, things they don't even want to do, Smoking and drugs and sex. Just to fit in, just to belong. It's not the only reason they're tempted to do those things, but it's one compelling factor. This is such an important uh, gift. We see the, uh, the result of fellowship without Christ in our text, don't we? Those ten lepers, they have a kind of fellowship. They're together, at least, the ten of them. But It's not what God wants. It's, it's not the fullness of that fellowship that Christ wants us to have with one another. It's a really sad form of fellowship. That's that's who we are by nature in our sin. We're those ten lepers, outcasts from God, living in sin. In our text, Jesus recreates. He redoes for these ten lepers what God did for Adam in Genesis 2, doesn't he? God gave Adam a family. Jesus gives these ten lepers back to their family. God gave Adam fellowship with himself. Jesus gives to these men the the chance to be cleansed and to go to the temple and to worship, to draw near to him. Jesus cleanses them and brings them back into the people of God. And God, Jesus does the same for us. Washing away our sin. Creating that fellowship with God and through that fellowship with God bringing us together in Christ. And yet, as important, as vital, as wonderful a gift that this is, we very often do not value and treasure it, do we? I have a dollar. So, anyone want to trade me? I'll give you a dollar. You can give me a ten. Sound like a good idea? If you're interested, you can see me after church, right? What about, all right, I'll give you a 10. You can give me 100. Sound like a good idea? We know how to value money. We so often don't understand the value of God's gifts. We would never trade a 10 for 100. We We would never give away 100 to receive a 10 very quickly, give away a 10 to receive a 100. Well, we would never give away a 100 to receive a 10, would we? And so so often we we give away the gifts of God for nothing, for emptiness. We sell it cheaply. Which is greater value? Our pride or our family and friends? And we so often break those relationships, even with our, our spouse, out of pride which is of greater value. Vengeance, anger, resentment, getting even, or that community, that friendship, that love that we have in Christ, and yet for some reason we insist on holding on to grudges as if that's more valuable. than That love and that forgiveness, that oneness that we have in Christ. For the sake of politics, for the sake of money, for the sake of property, for many other things that are just meaningless and without value in the end, we give up this gift of God, this oneness that Christ desires to give to us, constantly throwing it away for nothing. In our sinfulness, we are those ten lepers, unclean and living on the outskirts, having traded the wealth of God's fellowship for the emptiness Of a sinful life. Jesus cleanses. He cleanses the ten of their leprosy. He restores them to the fellowship of his people. And he cleanses us through his death. And brings us back together again in himself. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.